The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. The opinions expressed in Nerds on the Left do not necessarily reflect those of the B&E Podcast Network or any affiliated podcast. Enjoy the show. nerds on the left my name is rodney as always i'm sitting here with some other fellow nerds mike say hello what's up guys and a special guest with us today we actually have keith hernandez uh one member of the reality of wrestling stable legion hello everybody it's nice to have you here keith oh thank you thanks for having me on here pretty excited are are you you Uh, sound super excited oh well this is i'm nervous why are you nervous i'm just a nervous person oh surprisingly i get out and wrestle in front of many people i've never met and not very much clothing but i'm nervous most of my life (laughs) (laughs) well i mean that's cool i mean i I know a lot of performers are like that but we're going to talk all about your wrestling stuff a little bit later we're going to get into the show first and um let's 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 do it all Um, right we had a few things happen this week um a surprise wonder woman trailer which was fantastic oh my god I, i mean did we all see it here i'm i'm hoping we did i saw like the teaser and that's it Okay, that's okay. I'm actually going to pause it then. I'll make you watch it right fucking <laughs> okay. now. I don't, I don't give a fuck. A few moments later. Yeah, so how fantastic is that Wonder Woman trailer? I'm going to go on record and say that just based on the trailer, I think it might be the best DC movie since Dark Knight. Granted, <sighs> not a hard bar to jump. No, it, it really isn't. I mean, especially if you put Dark Knight out of you know the rotation yeah <laughs> you know because dark knight is is almost in my mind the perfect comic book movie just about yeah, yeah. I, I think that's honestly the dark knight i think transcends comic book movies if that wasn't the joker and if that wasn't batman that's still just a really good crime drama oh, so, oh yeah like yeah that movie is head and tails above so many other movies that yeah i think this looks like the best dc movie since and uh I'm not going to lie. I'm not too familiar with Wonder Man. Wonder Man. See? Don't even know her name. Uh, with Wonder Woman, besides whatever came on in the Friggin Justice League. patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, like, I, I really want to see this. It looks good. You know, we're going to get into specifics here in a second, but did you notice the colors? Like, how bright and happy parts of this movie look compared to the rest of the DC? They might have actually learned something. Uh, Yeah, it's like, (laughs) oh, maybe people don't want to wear 3D glasses and watch a dark movie. (laughs) Migraines? Not fun. No, no. So, I mean, I'm, I'm extremely excited. I mean, we... Let's let's get into it though, like because you see, um, I'm actually kind of nervous about doing this segment because there's lots of things to mispronounce here. <laughs> you know, starting with like that colorful island that we see, uh, Themyscira. Then, yeah. Hey, I got it. Yay! I'm gonna celebrate every time I get someone's name right, and that includes uh, Gail Gardo. I think it's Gardo. There's no. R. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> I was so womp, close. Womp. Uh, Gail, say it again. Gardo, like yeah, waiting for Gardo. Gail Gardo. You know, it's recorded, Mike. I can go back and listen to it. <laughs> and I will be proven right. All right. Well, we'll move on then. Um, Gail Godot, exactly like I said, um, 
is playing Wonder Woman, and she, in my mind, was the best part of Batman vs Superman. Easily, and that and that theme. Oh, every time I hear it, I'm just like, yeah, go Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'm just pumped. Yes, I literally downloaded that song just so I could listen to my car as I drive around and act big. It's going through Batman vs Superman. I was like, God, this is terrible. But at least I have some hope for Wonder Woman. I mean, Ben Affleck was good, and I think he gets, you know, if he gets his own, you know, if he gets leeway to do what he wants, I think he can make a good Batman, mm-hmm. you know, a, ba- a good Batman movie. But I really think that this Wonder Woman movie might be something that could transcend. Because this is going to be the first, you know, female superhero movie. With a female director. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Patty Jenkins. Uh, I looked her up. She apparently has uh, directed a few episodes of Entourage. She did one of Arrested Development, um, but she's mainly known for Monster. Um, Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not big about remembering like who's directed what and who's right. acted in what. But damn, I mean, yeah, Monster. That's, a... that's something big on your resume. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's an Oscar winner, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it won I Best know. Picture. I know Charlize Theron won for it. Yeah. So. And see, like I just said, I have no record, clue. Yeah. <laughs> like, look it up, people, if, if you care that much about it. But That's um, what the comment section's for. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Ask questions and correct us. That's basically all of our comments. Um, but I thought it was great in the trailer that this movie, while we're, it's sticking mainly to World War I, um, you see it pan towards the future. And it's going to bridge that gap in a kind of way yeah. between Batman versus Superman and Justice League movie. I'm excited to see anything new for Justice League. <laughs> but Wonder Woman can stand on its own is, is a great film. So we have Chris Pine as Steve Trevor, the love interest. And I actually watched this trailer with my wife the other day. And she was like, why does there have to be a love interest? Yeah. Well, it might be a nice little role reversal. He ends up being the damsel in distress. I, and that's that's kind of what I said. I was like, it seems like, especially later in the trailer, she blocks that bullet with one of her bracelets. Bracelets. Uh, yeah, good enough. <laughs> bracers, maybe. I mean, like, yeah. I, I, what the fuck are they called I now? Think, I think they are called bracers. Uh, yeah, I will go with it. Okay. Which, she blocks it with her her things, and um, <laughs> I, I went with things instead. That seemed more intelligent. <laughs> so she, she blocks that, but yeah, it seems like. He's the one that needs the protection now. A little good role reversals. It's nice. It's uh, kind of like how in, I'd say in Jessica Jones, I know I'm crossing over to Marvel, but how the women were the heroes, and it's a nice change of pace. Yeah, even, I mean, even, definitely. Even as a, as a guy, and everything in the world is catered towards me, it's like it's nice to see something change. Mm-hmm. You know, with a female director and a big dc budget movie you know a powerhouse like dc it's kind of sending a message to the industry especially if it's received well and it will be just looking at the trailer like i i know it's hard to judge this far out and it's really hard to trust with dc's track record yes but i'm sold already like i kind of want to buy my tickets it kind of feels like warner brothers starting to finally take their hands off of it a little bit and let the comic people do their comic stuff yeah i would agree with that because this, this story, while it seems to be an original story, it, is, it doesn't really pull that heavily, other than from a little bit of, of Wonder Woman's origin. It doesn't pull that heavily from a lot of the comics lore. It's it's an original story. Right, but it feels like a comic book movie. It's not it does. heavy-handed and super grim for the sake of being it's grim. It's got some humor, especially there at the end of the trailer yeah. with uh, 
the other secretary for Chris Pine's character, Steve Trainer. Candy? Is that her name? I, I don't remember. God damn it. <laughs> but, I mean, this this trailer was full of, of interesting faces. I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but, um, and this is another one of those names I'm going to fuck up, um, General Antiope. She <laughs> is um, Wonder Woman's aunt. Okay. Um, she's the one leading the charge of the horses whenever you see the World War One soldiers uh, storming the Mascara's beaches. Yeah. Um, she's played by Robin Wright, which Robin Wright is the short-haired woman from is, House of Cards. She's Princess Buttercup. She is she? From <laughs> Princess Bride, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. See, I, I'm all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, how great is it to see her in that kind of role? She's going she to save physical. herself this time. Yeah. Some interesting things that happened in the trailer. Did you guys notice that that uh, gas mask was being eaten away? Yeah, it's like mustard oh, yeah. gas from hell. Yeah. Like, it It seems like we're taking a more futuristic take or on Supernatural, maybe. Yeah, or maybe supernatural, because we don't know anything at this point. We just know somebody in gas masks got fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and you also see that mysterious woman um, with the plastic mask around her like jaw and face. It really reminds me, and I'm hoping this is what happened, um, that gas ate away her face mm-hmm. for some reason or another. Because that looks like a prosthetic that they would use in the in that era. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what did you guys think about the action? Again, kind of going back, you've seen... You know, Black Widow do this sort of thing, and you know, in the Avengers movies. But you well, hopefully, get... there won't be like a hair whip. Right, and the... <laughs> I really don't want to see Wonder Woman take someone out with her, her scrunchie or <laughs> by whipping her hair back and forth. Right, but you know, it's always she was always kind of playing second fiddle to the guys, and it's yeah. nice to see a woman push front and center here and kicking in some serious ass. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I. Again, like I said earlier, having a woman being a lead in a superhero movie to where it's not like, oh, this is, I don't want it to be a gimmick like, oh, this is the superhero movie where the woman is the lead. Because that's kind of what I heard whenever Jessica Jones is coming out. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a woman. Oh, it's a woman. Oh, it's a woman. Like, yeah. Let's just have this be like a forerunner to where women can be the main star. And we don't have to write about it. Exactly. Or we don't have to talk to where it's about just it normal. Anymore. It's like, oh, cool. Another superhero movie is coming mm-hmm. out. Yeah. I would love to get that to, to that point. Um, I mean, and, like you spoke about Jessica Jones, there's a big story that every episode is going to be directed by a woman, which mm-hmm. I think is fantastic. You're talking about season two? Yes. Okay. Um, you know, which I think is fantastic, but I really wish we were at a point where that didn't matter. But right. We're also, just not there yet. But it's kind of a, a bad comparison because Jessica Jones, even though she was the main character in that movie and she was in every episode, there was still this whole backstory of where she was abused like it, it still kind of made her out, at, even though she as ended up winning as the victim. This is, Wonder Woman is gonna step up as the hero. Yeah, she's nobody's victim. No, not at all. I mean, she's she's gonna save the world, is from what the trailer looks like. And save the, what's the male term for damsel? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. The dam. We'll go with the <laughs> dam. I like it. Good. In distress. Um, the damn in distress. <laughs> I think you just named the, the episode, sir. <laughs> so other than the mysterious one with the plastic mask, um, the main bad guy we're all assuming is going to be that evil looking Kaiser general guy. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody knows what character he is yet, but it's played by Danny Huston. I hope I'm saying that right. Even even the easy words, like I'm just <laughs> not sure. It could be Houston, could be Huston. 
But he's playing someone who has the gravitas and the the evil look to be the mastermind. Right. So, But there's actually a really cool conspiracy theory that makes me want to watch this movie even more. And that is the fact that that character may possibly be Ares, the god of war. You know, and that makes sense because in the trailer you see her fighting with this guy one-on-one. And let's face it, Wonder Woman with any normal human, one shot one is, and it's done. So She could take me down with a look. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's stopping bullets with her bracelets. I mean, no matter what magical metal they're made out of, mm-hmm. there's still an impact there, and she's just swatting it away like a fly. Oh, well, I mean, we've already seen her go up against Doomsday, so we know she can hold her own. Exactly. So... How is this guy hold, you know, even standing with her at all? If it was a regular human, he probably deserves his own movie, too. So. <laughs> what a woman could kick someone in half. Like. <laughs> so, yeah, there's no way that there's no way that that's just a regular. So any final thoughts on Wonder Woman? Because it comes out, what, June of 2017? I'm, I'm just super excited. I really want to watch this movie. Yeah, same here. Um, granted, I am excited for every DC movie that comes out. And I'm just hoping that this one... I know I'm going to hype myself up for it when it, if it comes out in June. It's just more and more hype, and I hope it lives up to it. I'm sure it will. I, I'm excited to see the next trailer because yeah. I mean, this is only the first one. There's still lots of stuff to give away <laughs> before we see it. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Um, last week, we talked about Pokemon Go. Yes, we did. Uh, we must be psychic. They announced that they were going to start implementing a daily reward system, so do you uh, have daily events. You have an end with Niantic, don't you? No, I wish. I wish. I'd already have 150. But you know, give me a legendary, damn it. That's all I want. Do you play Keith? How do you Pokemon have to? I used to when everybody in the entire world did. Oh, okay. And then I just dropped off. You were an early adopter, an early quitter? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe. And, and I think that's where they were going with these new events. They want people like you back. So the way it's working, like any phone game, is. You play once a day, you get coins and Stardust. Um, you play every day for seven days in a row, you get even more coins and Stardust. And you That's, get some sort of XP bonus as well, yes? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, did I say coins? Yeah, yeah it's XP. They are not going to give you coins. They want you to buy those fuckers. <laughs> Which uh, I have. I have two. Real world adult money on coins. All right, at the, same, coins. T- yeah, at, coins. At the same time, let's say how much we spent. Uh, okay. At one. Uh, on three, okay? One, two, $100. Okay, nope. No, 20. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's for me and my wife, and that's approximate. It could be between 80 and 150 <laughs> I noticed how you kind of trailed off with that last number. Yeah, what yeah. Was it again? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Let's just say for a little while there, we had a budget for Pokecoins. <laughs> like, do I need to eat today, or do I really want to catch that fucking Charmander? <laughs> It's just hard to collect sometimes, like when we live in like neighborhoods with yeah. no Pokestops. Well, and they're also apparently toning down the Pidgeys and Rattatas and Zubatch, which... I heard that also. That is such good news. <laughs> and they won't... And Pidgeys and Rattatas will no longer hatch out of eggs. Oh, thank God. No joke. I mean, for a while, my entire top six was Pidgeot, just because we caught so goddamn many of them. Yeah, because they were super common. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be, it's gonna be nice to be able to rotate some other Pokemon into that spot. So I'm, I haven't stopped playing, but this makes me interested on in what they're actually gonna keep doing, 
because now they're actually engaging with the community for once. So yeah. hopefully this will start a trend. I hope so, and I hope it's the first big change. Because, yeah. I mean, Niantic, we're still missing a lot of stuff that you promised. Where's my <laughs> tracker? Uh, I want my footsteps back. I, I, want, I want to be able to battle people and trade. Trading would be pretty yes. awesome. I think that they would... Honestly, I know there's a lot of stuff that I would love to be in Pokemon Go, but I know that they're like, eh, you know what, if you want this, buy the real game. Mm-hmm. So battling like how you wouldn't Pokemon... I don't know if that's ever going to come to fruition. Oh, really? I, I, in my so you just, you just think they're going to renege on that? I think so. I think trading, awesome. I think they'll do it. But I think like actual battling, it's never going to be more than what it is. We're just going to look at each other and tap furiously on our phone. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that is what they're going to end up doing. I think yeah. they're going to still – I disagree a little bit. I, I think they're still going to do the battling, but I think it's going to be way dumbed down. It'll never be you know traditional Pokemon no, battles. No, it won't yeah. have that kind of depth or strategy. And I, We talked about that a little bit last week, but um, it, it's, just, it's just nice to see them actually doing something and moving in the right direction. And frankly, playing this is kind of making me want to get a 3DS to get the new actual Pokemon game. It looks good. It's man. a vicious circle. I, I've never stopped playing Pokemon. Uh-huh. Like I have it out in my car right now. I've got almost 400 hours in the last game. Holy crap! Yeah, and okay. like I am counting down the minutes for the new games coming. I've already pre-ordered. I t- I started my vacation to be when that game comes out, so I can just sit at home and play. Yeah, like, no joke. I haven't stopped playing Pokemon. I'm so excited for that. So so, how many Pokemon are there right now? There, I believe, 722 until November 18th. And then yeah, and then that'll go up. Yeah. Um, with all those Aloha. Alola. Alola. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Um, I mean, the only thing I've seen was, you know, the execute with a giant palm tree <laughs> neck. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, like, you, you, you said there's 722. How many do you have across the different games as you're transferring? I have. I actually was playing today. I have 706. Holy wow. crap. You are dedicated, sir. I am. I'm working on what's called a living dex, which is where you just have an actual like Pokemon of each kind. Mm-hmm. And I just need like 16 more or something like that and I'm and I'm done. So, is that is it kind of the same as the original ones where some are in one game and some are exclusive to the other? Uh, yeah, they still have that. And but trading has become so much more now like I would hope so because the last time I played, you had to use a game link cable. Oh man, those and cables! And no one ever had one. I, I have. I think I still have one somewhere. And of course you do. <laughs> your seven hundred six Pokemon at a seven hundred twenty-two. That's amazing. But like, what I wanted as a child, what I dreamed of in the future is like, I wish I could just type in what Pokemon I want and I could trade with somebody around the world. Yeah, you can totally do that. You can search like, I want a Geodude. And you just type in Geodude, and someone's like, Hey, I got a Geodude. I want to. Marowak in return. So, do they still have that, that same a terrible trade? It is a terrible trade. I just those are the first ones that came to my head for some reason. Do they still have that same um, thing that they do where if it's above a certain level and you're like a, a beginner trainer, it doesn't listen to you? Yeah, they still have that. So, you know, you gotta you gotta play the game right. You can't cheat. And they still max out at hundred. Yes, level hundred. Okay, so no, like getting a hundred level or level hundred Charizard and you know fighting. You know, the first five seconds you have the game. <laughs> no, okay. it'll just refuse to listen. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that fact. <laughs> and, like, what are you going to do? It's a giant dragon. Yeah, <laughs> right? you, it's it's not a dragon type, but it looks like a fucking dragon. <laughs> oh, you just let it out there. 
he won't listen to you. He might do something on his own and then one shot whatever you're fighting anyway. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's got such a high level. You just got to wait it out. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. We need to have you back on a, on a Pokemon episode at some point. I'll jump all over that. Well, I'm sure Pokemon Go will have a Christmas, you know, a Christmas event or, you know, with a new, is it Moon and... Sun and Moon. Sun and, sun. and Moon. Uh-huh. You know, when that drops, well, maybe like a three or four weeks afterwards, you can actually get your playing done. <laughs> well, you'll probably know more about this than me, but I've heard rumors that this is going to be the last game in that particular universe. Um, and then the, the next game is going to kind of start over. The With the last games that came out, because there are things called like Mega Evolutions now, mm-hmm. where like fully evolved Pokemon like Blastoise and Charizard will get like another like enhancement. And somewhere in the last game, in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, they like played with the ideas of a split timeline, which Pokemon has never had like a real in-depth storyline. Yeah. So when they're like, oh, yeah, in your universe, in your timeline, I was like, whoa, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> like, I was just trying to catch little turtles and stuff. Like, <laughs> I was not ready for split timeline theories and stuff like this. So they, it, that wouldn't surprise me if it was like a definitive like end to something and then a starting over. But like it, it's gotten weird. Yeah. Why is this blue phone box in my Pokemon game? There's a character called the... Uh, I can't remember his name, but he has a brown overcoat and like a red tie and like the the scraggly hair. I n- I know that he's supposed to be the doctor. Nice, Doctor Who. Yes. All right. See, that's yep. another that's another dark area of knowledge for me that I don't I don't <laughs> tread into. <laughs> it it always it looks really cool. I can't get past how cheesy it is. But at the same time, I've only watched a few episodes, so I may have just been in like a cheesy storyline area, and it was also the ninth Doctor. If you tried to start at like the beginning uh-huh. of the reboot, uh-huh. yeah, it's pretty. It's okay, pretty cheesy. Yeah, then that's what I did. Well, I, I need to. I need to take another look at it. Then. Well, I mean, the CGI is you know, eleven years old at this point. That's true too. Like, <laughs> it's been a while since I, I've gave it a shot. So, when do the new games drop? Sun and Moon. November 18th. And you're going to be like in line. Oh man, I'm planning it right now. Like, yeah. And did you buy both of them? Um, I pre-ordered Moon and my girlfriend pre-ordered Sun. That's the way to do it right there. Yeah. Yeah. Get you a gaming girl and and <laughs> or gaming partner, I should say, and and just play it together. Mm-hmm. That, that that's so much fun. We did that with X and Y, my wife and I, and it was it was tons of fun. Like I can't get her to play again with me though she's like i beat the game i was like yeah but you didn't beat the game you got to catch all of them she's like how many are there i was like oh there's a lot all right i'm done I'm like fuck <laughs> okay there are 722 you got to keep going i can't imagine trying to catch 722 the fact that you're 706 like i, I want to worship you and like send you into like guinness book of records so what because i've never 100 percented one what do most of the games even do when you catch all the Pokemon in that game? You get a little text box that says, congratulations from game, from game freaks. That's about it. Like there's no end game, like completionist bonus or anything. You just get like a little good job. Wow. And and this is what drives you. That little text that box. Little box. I want game freaks to tell me that I did good. <laughs> just crave the positive reinforcement. <laughs> game freaks. I need you to pat me on the head and say, I did good. <laughs> So this episode's actually going to come out on Election Day. Um, 
since we chose Tuesday. For some reason, Tuesday sound political. <laughs> so like, I think yeah. it's simply because election days are on Tuesday. I, I don't know why. I mean, I mean, I'm sure that feeds into it a little bit, but Tuesday just seem like, yeah, I'm gonna be stoic, I'm <laughs> serious. I'm gonna be intellectual today. There's gonna be all kinds of coverage on election day. Are, are you guys doing like a watch party or anything? I unfortunately will be in class until ten o'clock at night. Oh, I, I'm so sorry for you. A Holocaust class, so you know it could be uh, listening to history, so it doesn't repeat itself. <laughs> yeah, please do that because apparently a lot of people in this nation didn't pay attention to history class. Nope. Yeah. What will you be doing, Rodney? Yeah, I'm just gonna be watching at my local Democratic club, which honestly is the best way to do it because you get to mingle with other Democrats. Um, you get to watch our first. Uh, woman become president <laughs> you get to see uh, a tiny doll-handed man uh, <laughs> shrink into oblivion uh, it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun you can see if you're in this state possibly you know texas possibly becoming a swing state that'd be so cool e- even even if we get super close i'm gonna count it as a win i mean the fact that we're even in the margin of error is already a win in my book because mm-hmm. Mitt Romney beat Obama by, what, 16 points? It was pretty or 16%? Yeah. And to go from that to the margin of error in one term, one shows about how progressive, you know, possibly the younger people in the state are and the fact that voter turnout is going high. But also, unfortunately, it speaks to how polarizing Donald Trump has been, that he is so vitriolic that he has spurred apathetic voters to go to the polls just to make sure that he never gets anywhere near the White House. Yeah, I, I really honestly, I couldn't agree more with that statement. But I, I will add one little caveat. I think there's a few people out there that are really excited about voting for Clinton. You know, that haven't been pulled down by email scandals and conspiracy theories and, you know, honestly, straight out lies told um, in the media sometimes, depending on what station you're listening right. or watching. But th- there's something that's... Well, I mean, the email scandal has had more coverage than just about anything Trump's done lately. Lately, yeah. And I think Trump's letting that happen. And which is surprising, because usually every time something bad happens in the Clinton camp, he does or says something stupid that puts the shit attention back on him. It's like, he can't have the cameras off of him even for a minute. Even if it is completely devastating to his campaign. No, I feel like his ego won't allow it. Um, we'll listen to him talk the other night. Uh, the other day, he's talking to himself, ex- like trying to talk him down into being an actual human. Uh, <laughs> it's awesome. So let's listen to that real quick. In six days, we are going to win the great state of Florida. And we are going to win the White House. Going to win it. It's feeling like it already, isn't it? Just... We've got to be nice and cool, nice and cool, right? Stay on point, Donald, stay on point. No sidetracks, Donald, nice and easy, nice. Because I've been watching Hillary the last few days. She's totally unhinged. We don't want any of that. She has become unhinged. It's like you could see the specter of Kellyanne Conway just whispering into his ear. Like how, how bizarre is that? that he had to talk himself down. And, and I agree. I think Kellyanne Conway was behind the curtain somewhere <laughs> cursing his name and wishing evil things upon him 
in eight, in, in eight years. <laughs> I want terrible things to happen to this man in eight years. <laughs> Until then, he, I need him to advance my career. Yeah, I need a paycheck. Which I kind of feel like that is the majority of the Republican Party right now, at least the officials. The ones that are backing Donald. Well, even the ones who say they don't endorse him came out and said they voted for him. Like That's the biggest endorsement you can fucking make, dude. Yeah, for real. It's like, I don't endorse this man, but I want him to be my president. What? There's kind of a disconnect there, and I don't understand. Not going to vote for either. Okay. Um... So do you have a third-party candidate in mind? Jill Stein, if I'm going to go ahead and lay out my cards on the table. Okay. Um, we, Me and my partner saw her speak, mm-hmm. actually, in Houston a couple of weekends ago. Um, we had Green Party rallies uh, last weekend, maybe. I can't remember, honestly. Um, but just even if Green Party doesn't win, <clears throat> just having— Which, just FYI, they won't. <laughs> You know, I, it, I, don't, it, I don't need a magic eight ball for that. Oh, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Yeah, that you say that. I know that. I think she's polling at three percent nationally. <clears throat> the fact that at one point Harambe had more votes than her, like I know, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, but I also know that trying to go against a two-party political system, mm-hmm. just trying to get my voice out there in any way, and the start of anything. Is gonna be small. Yeah. The start well, of anything's gonna be tiny. Go I'm ahead. sorry. Go ahead. Keep. So, even if this is just the beginning, just like you guys were saying, how this is, you'll consider it a win if it's margin of error, mm-hmm. state of Texas. Yeah. And at some point, it will be a swing state, and at some point, it will possibly be blue. Mm-hmm. Just a progression of more and more support. Like yeah. everything has to have a beginning, and beginnings are usually small. Now I will. I'm gonna just throw it out there i do actually kind of agree i think the two-party system is antiquated and that we do definitely need more voices out there but would it not be better to start you know so a grassroots local movement try to grow your party from the ground up instead of shooting straight to president that would be a good idea which is why more so especially my partner is really trying to get involved in the green party here in Houston and even in Galveston more so for her. And you're right. Like something like that would be better at a local or in a local uh, government more so than trying to aim for the stars and being president. Um, and I think a lot can get done with the small scale. I mean, I get it, you know, shooting for president, you know, gives recognition to party platforms mm-hmm. and everything. But I mean, even with, you know, Republicans or Democrats, substantive change usually starts from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should, well, we well, should have had your your partner on. Damn. Yeah, yeah, you really should have. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe we will next time. Um, maybe, maybe we can do that at some point. Have a uh, different platforms kind of talk about what they believe in. Because that's a roundtable. Because we're nerds on the left, but we're. I think the nerds come first. We we're kind of a community here we don't want to attack anybody's beliefs mm-hmm. trump's fair game because he's psychotic but as far as trump supporters i'm not going to attack a trump supporter i'll attack trump mm-hmm. but i think a lot of the divisiveness comes from uh, seeing our views as 
you know, someone has an opposing view, therefore he is almost subhuman. As, and that's not something we're ever going to promote on this show ever. No, no. I, we try to be very inclusive about other people's ideas. Um, like our objective is to respect other people's uh, platforms and beliefs as long as they're based in logic and fact. Mm-hmm. Um, once you start spouting lies, that's when I start losing respect for you. And I'm, I'm glad, Mike, you can look at Trump supporters and, and forgive them 100%. I have a really hard time with that, especially from I have a very Republican family. As do I. Yeah. I think that's every every <laughs> every liberal around is probably saying so do I. What am, how amazing is this? Old people are more conservative? No shit. Yeah. Well, we're also from a very conservative area. And um, a very, well, not so much more of a conservative state. Very much so. Um, but like we said before, Texas is a non-voting state. It's not blue. It's not red. It's a non-voting state. Um, we would be a blue state if everyone turned out. So I don't want to make you feel like you have to defend mm. your beliefs. But what drew you to Jill Stein? What really spoke to you about her? The biggest thing to me is that we shouldn't have a presidential election where people are like, Ugh, I guess this is the lesser of two evils. I mean, that's mm-hmm. going to be that way in every election that we've had. But mm-hmm. this is to a point where I, it's amazing to me is how people just vitriolically hate both of them. Mm-hmm. Like on a personal level almost. Yeah. Like I was saying, it's, everything has to start somewhere. If... It's not my mindset that a vote not for Hillary is a vote for Trump or a vote for Trump is not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if somebody's, if my vote goes towards a 3% mm-hmm. and then many other people's go towards and it becomes 4, becomes 5, then people are going to notice, like, what's this? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a whole another thing that I can look at thing. There's third parties. There's the libertarians there's green party Mm -hmm. just i know a lot of people are just not so much misinformed as they're just not informed whatsoever of alternatives and i don't like the antiquated two-party system Mm -hmm. i want there to be just more choice Mm -hmm. more options options that you can fall behind because what is it like 60 percent of people say that they just wish there was something else something yeah. else yeah an alternative to the yes. the two party system exactly yeah and i I, th- I definitely think that the third party has a future mm-hmm. in america and i think that they're going to spread their message and as they cuz i I, just, I i actually had the same conversation with some libertarians today and i asked the same question mike asked you a second ago why not start at the local level and she said basically what they want to do right now is to get above that 5% mark, mm-hmm. get federal funding, and then they can turn around and start actually investing in local races. Yeah. Um, that's admirable. I mean, I, I would love to see more choice and more voice. I mean, more Americans having a choice in America is always a good thing. I will say, you know, ask one question to the both of you. Mm-hmm. At what point it uh, in the party system would it become too much and then it all just becomes noise? So, I mean, right now we have Republicans, Democrats, to a lesser extent Libertarians, and the Green Party. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they start getting out, you know, 
other people might start, you know, splintering off. What at what point does it all just become kind of noise? That's a good question, and I and I think that there's going to be there's going to have the system's going to have to protect itself. Um, oddly enough, it, it makes me think of a, a comic. There was a moment in Transmetropolitan where uh, Spider Jerusalem. I love Transmet. I do too. I do too. It's one of my favorite books. Um, but Spider Jerusalem actually goes to a religion convention, and literally every religion you can think of is there. I mean, there are people who turn themselves into like nanite robots. Um, there are people who worship dead Elvis. I mean, literally everything you can imagine. And I would hate to see our political system turn into something that chaotic. And I mean, in a lot of emerging democracies, that's what you get and you see what happens to them. Yeah, very unstable. But then you have the extreme swing with us where mm-hmm. basically two people are viable and everybody else is in my opinion kind of a protest vote i mean obviously you disagree and i i can see where you're coming from but especially in this election where one person is so completely antithetical to everything i believe i feel like i have to do my utmost to make sure he never gets anywhere near office and i guess that's kind of your point that's not really the way that our political system should even be. Yeah, you shouldn't be aggressively voting. Like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'll vote for who I want. You know, I, I don't. I mean, uh, voting is a very serious civic duty, and I, I, I do understand that. Um, so, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I I'm right there on the edge. I completely understand that. I kind of take it vote, a step for, further. More than just a civic duty, I think we have a moral obligation to inform ourselves and mm-hmm. com- and participate in our political process because otherwise it's a self-fulfilling prophecy if you say my vote doesn't matter so i'm not going to you're right you don't matter because you're not you're not putting your voice out if you have enough people like you say agree organize and put their voices together that's the only way substance substantive substantive change um, ever takes place yeah. like with the bernie movement no we didn't win, but we pushed our entire political party to the left. Mm-hmm. And and our candidate, Hillary Clinton, accepted, what, like two-thirds, 80%, somewhere in that range, of Bernie's platform. Yeah. Like, almost word for word. Um, all right, so I, I think we should move along a little bit. All right. Because um, we have our, our special guest here, and we haven't even begun to talk about wrestling yet. Um, and this isn't really an area that I'm super knowledgeable about oh, Others, unless, right, you guys, unless you guys want to talk about the attitude era and <laughs> then i'm all about it i in that in we that, might actually touch on that a little oh, bit oh good <laughs> good like i started watching like right as the rock started becoming big god that was so long ago and look where he is now right the highest paid actor yeah man and i'm hoping him and kevin hart are going to become a comedy duo that'd be so cool <laughs> i would i would love to see that Okay, so after the break, we're going to be sitting here with Keith Hernandez, one member of Legion from Reality of Wrestling. Hey, this is Craig Wade. And Brian Allen Delaney from B-Movies and Ebooks, a podcast about cult and horror films and genre fiction. You can catch new episodes on iTunes and Stitcher every Wednesday. B-Movies and Ebooks. We bleed fiction. So we're sitting here today with Keith Hernandez, a.k.a. Sean Hendricks, uh, one member of the Legion 
wrestling stable from reality of wrestling did i get all that right you get it all right nice i'm proud of myself i don't give a shit what you guys think (laughs) i'm gonna pat myself on the back tonight um so tell me a little bit about reality of wrestling uh reality wrestling is we have a wrestling promotion down here in the it was in the houston area but now we're trying to focus on texas city that's our home now that's going to be our community and so it's uh run by booker t um who was known for being the booker five-time t five-time world champion yeah. five-time world champion in wcw uh had a run in wwe wwe hall of famer uh started his own school 2005 and started from nothing literally and now we are on a weekly local television show and have shows uh, once a month in our in our very own little arena that's so, amazing yeah that's awesome now i i, I was fortunate enough to see one of your matches actually and i was very impressed um honestly when when mike uh first ran this by me i was like hey i've got a friend who wrestles uh, i was like okay i mean that's cool i mean well, we can do that but whenever he told me that i instantly imagined something much more low production like mm-hmm. kind of more like a backyard wrestling like that kind of level but i was so impressed with with y'all's setup and y'all's production value and even the storyline, like I was not expecting anything like that. Yeah, we are definitely different than other independent promotions, and I'd say that our production value is our production is probably some of the best in the world when it comes to independence. And we have we do have TV, which I think definitely aids us in the storyline and character progression department. Whereas independent shows where it's just however often they run their shows, yeah. um, that's how you get your character over. However, we have TV, we have live shows that we perform as our characters, and then we have the television segments in which we can further progress storylines, character arcs, etc. Well, it probably helps when you know your owner has been to the big time of WWE Hall of Famer. He knows what works, so he can bring that to y'all. Exactly. That's something that we benefit from so much is like a lot of independent promotions are just run by people. Sometimes they're run by other wrestlers, like my level Locals, wrestlers. Yeah. Exactly. But having somebody who has been there, made money, become a legend, a hall of famer, and then has come down to us and being like, here's what you should do. Here's I what mean, they like there. Booker T's famous enough to where non wrestling fans know who he is. Yeah. That so. actually really surprised me because there's a saying that, if you put three people in a room, a an actor, a musician, and a wrestler, nine times out of ten, no one's going to go to the wrestler. You put a wrestler in that room, then that wrestler is the most famous person in the room to them. <laughs> so I was like, I know that Booker T probably isn't that popular outside of wrestling, but man, he's got like a key to Houston. Right. He, he has this foundation. He is known by a lot of people, uh, incorrectly known as B- Booker T Washington, uh, as a lot of people like to say. But yeah, he's he's really popular outside of wrestling. That surprised me. Yeah, especially in this area, isn't he from Houston initially? Yes, yes. local guy. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's great that he's coming back and kind of putting energy and money into local talent and Absolutely. kind of raising the next generation of wrestlers. Exactly. I mean, that's that's fantastic. And I mean, every once in a while, you'll get some big names coming down to work with you guys. Yeah, we've had uh, we've had a lot of people. We have we've had Kevin Nash, Rob Van Dam, Kurt Angle was at our big summer show. Who else have we had? Um, I saw DDP was there. Yeah, Diamond Dallas Page. He is a lot taller. Shilling than I his yoga. Who? 
Schilling is yoga. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, well, we've had quite a few people come in. Uh, Scott Steiner was there for like a meet and greet. And uh, it's pretty cool seeing all these people that I grew up watching. So, and realizing that they're humans, it's weird. So, did they stop by to be a part of a show or? Uh, they're contacted by Booker, I'm sure. Be like, hey, man, I've got a, a thing coming here in Houston. You want to like be a special guest? And uh, occasionally, we've on very few occasions, we've actually had like uh, top talent or names or something like wrestle for us. Um, got to see RVD do the five star frog splash off a cage. <laughs> we've had the the world's greatest tag team, uh, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin, uh, there and they worked a, a match. Um, ODB from TNA, uh, she worked a match or two or something a few years ago and you yourself got to work a match with davari who's now on wwe yeah i did i forgot about that yeah i worked a match with aria davari who's on raw now so that's awesome congratulations to him yeah i feel like mike knows more about your past than you do <laughs> you did this too oh man i did huh oh man i'm fucking I'm pretty awesome good. <laughs> um so like what does it feel like to step into the squared circle, I believe, is what it's called. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. In front of a cheering crowd. In your underwear. <laughs> or less. Yeah. Um, I'm from, a boxer's man myself. <laughs> I do wear short tights, so they're not, like, underwear looking. Um, but it's, for me, personally, I have, I'm very bad with social, social situations. Um, I'm not very talkative outside of when I'm on a show that I have to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so leading up to that, like the day of the show and stuff, and right before my segment comes on, like I'm really nervous. Like I'm sweating bullets. And then as soon as I go through the curtain, like I have to change. Mm-hmm. I have to be completely different. I have to be this character that I've made and that I've developed for years. And getting into the ring is unlike anything else that I can even think of i've done like theater and it's even it's much more than that it's uh it's scary it's it's a rush it's definitely a rush it's a rush that i've never gotten from anything else so like it's a, it's an exciting thing just yeah. being in the ring i i can't imagine i honestly i can't imagine um so i would hit the ropes and then have to wait a minute <laughs> yeah let's talk about your character for a little bit um so sean hendrix uh where did that come from and why are you using a, a fake name <laughs> well at the beginning, it seemed like you were like some standard grunge guy, and then you started like the master of darkness kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, when I first got there, um, I got my name is very oh, generic. It's it's the name of like a, a Hall of Fame baseball player. Mm-hmm. So like, no, that's not going to work. And I didn't have any good names according to Booker. So he came up with Sean Hendricks, which was from uh, Sean was just out of nowhere. And Hendrix was because at the time I had a big beard and short hair, so he looked like the UFC fighter Johnny Hendrix. So he's like, your name's Sean Hendrix. Fair enough. So my first few matches, first few months that I was there, yeah, I was like a generic. Uh, I was dirty looking, which was not intentional. I just That's just how I look. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a scraggly beard and long, bad hair. And I wore my actual jacket that I wear when it's cold, which is like an old army jacket. So... 
Um, so hang on, you just walked in off the street like this is what I'm wearing. So well, this had, is what my tights. character is. Okay. <laughs> tights and stuff. I didn't want to go out there in just black tights and black boots because that's yeah. very boring. Mm-hmm. So I was like, an army jacket will be exciting. I guess was my train of thought there. So I go out there and just looked like a hobo apparently. <laughs> um, and since I have a giant Zelda tattoo on my back, uh, the fans dubbed me the Hyrule hobo. So I was like, I like it. I'm using that. I'm going to be just a, a dirty grungy hobo i guess so did that stick do they still call you that every once in a while i'll hear somebody like say that to me or tweet it at me or something but it's not like it was and then i got a, a, a real life job so i cut my hair on tv actually i got i lost a hair versus hair match and they cut my hair in the middle of the ring that's awesome yeah <laughs> so they took me off tv for a while and in that time another man who published Booker T's autobiography was starting up a company and it was like an ebook company. And the first story was called the Julian year. Um, and so the guy wanted to, I guess, write a story for Booker, Booker T's wrestling, uh, show. And since he wrote the so autobiography, story line, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And since, uh, that'd be cool if it was a book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess since he did his autobiography, Booker was like, yeah, go ahead. And so they saw one of my random promos and they were like, that's the guy that I want to be in the story. And oddly enough, the only reason I cut that promo that I, the way that I did, the one that they saw, the one that they liked was because I was inspired by a game that I just finished playing. And that was Bioshock Infinite. (laughs) I was like, oh, this game is so awesome. I'm going to cut a promo and base it off of that. And they saw that and they're like, this is the guy. We have a perfect story for you. So I uh, I owe Bioshock Infinite <laughs> my my wrestling character and career. Um, and the, the story is that at the beginning of the year, everybody whose birthday is January se- uh, 1st um, is possessed by the biblical demon Legion. Mm-hmm. And then January 2nd, everybody whose birthday is January 2nd, possessed by Legion. So on and so forth for an entire year. So my character is that I'm possessed by the demon Legion. Originally, it was supposed to be I was just very obsessed with the actual book. But I didn't personally like that, so I just was a demon instead. Like, I made that call, and I don't think anybody cared. So, yeah, I'm a demon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're one of the nicer demons I've ever met, so... So, what what is your favorite part, actually, about wrestling? Because you mentioned, like, you were in theater. Do you like the theater do you like the physical challenge of it do you like the pageantry i i like i guess to entertain i like whether someone's booing me or like cheering which they shouldn't be cheering because i'm a bad guy um or a heel that's right i researched a little bit uh i am a heel so i want people to boo me i want to get a reaction out of people i want them to enjoy watching me i like that that's why i liked theater i want to entertain people mm-hmm. the physical challenge is it's nice it's like i like doing physical things um it's just fun to me whether it's like in wrestling or outside um not that i go outside too much anymore um listen we're fellow nerds we <laughs> we're like vampires <laughs> but I, I definitely enjoy just being able to play a character and, and entertain people so if somebody wanted to an amateur beginner wanted to start out and become a wrestler. Like what kind of advice would you give them? 
I would say that you have to go all in. Um, there's no like, yeah, I'll just wrestle on the weekends. And like, this is something that takes most of your time. And unfortunately, I know that if any of my wrestling friends are listening to this, they're like, you I haven't seen you at the gym in a couple of months. Like, <laughs> I have been slacking as of lately. But before that, and I know that after I say this and make this revelation, like, this has to be your life if you want to get somewhere with it. Like, you have to eat, sleep, and just dream wrestling. That uh, So you have to be passionate about it. You have to love this business if you want to stay in it. If it's anything less than passion, then you're gone. Yeah. Well, I, I will say, I, of the of all of the one matches I've seen um, from Reality of Wrestling, um, very impressive. But especially your match, I like the fact that you guys come out as a team mm-hmm. and work together. And obviously, it's a, it's a heel kind of gimmick. But there was a few times where you got the ref's attention and were arguing with him. And your teammates were pummeling your opponent because he was trapped in a corner and the ref (laughs) couldn't see that was awesome like it was very 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 well done and i applaud you on doing a very difficult job thank you um but i'm I'm also glad i'm also glad to see that you enjoy it so well i think like we said in what the very first episode i mean nerds come in all sizes shapes and and hobbies and and fandoms and you guys fandoms seem to be wrestling which is is it's great so while we've got you here, um, do you think you could do like a little promo in character? <laughs> uh, I could. Tell me what you want me to cut a promo on and I'll do it. Come on, man. The show, obviously. I'm a bad guy, so it's going to be kind of mean. <laughs> That's fine. Say that, like we're your opponent. My opponents. You yeah. are my opponents. Yeah. All right. All right. So it's you versus the, the nerds on the left. <laughs> right on the spot right on the spot normally i have a little bit of time to think but <laughs> take all the time you need sir i've, I've got 65 hours of battery uh, i might take 65 hours to think of something <laughs> now. but like my promos they come with a lot of thought and background and stuff mm-hmm. and especially before when i was first starting to do the promo thing um they would tell me like all right we need to cut you you need to cut a promo on this guy because you're having this kind of match Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, all right, so the idea is this. And I'm like, I don't know if a lot of people know this when they watch my promos because a lot of people tell me that I'm good at them. But a lot of references to like songs that I like or video games or the Bible. And not so much that I'm a religious person whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's just that's where my character's supposed to be from. Yeah, so yeah. I figured like he might know a thing or two about Bible stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've definitely slipped in like lyrics from songs, I've slipped in like movie quotes just i love pop culture Uh so just having that a part of my character i know doesn't seem like it should fit like i'm a demon so i'm like uh he likes metallica so maybe that might fit a little bit but um i try to slip stuff in like with every promo Mm -hmm. so well how about this how about you don't do a promo for that how about you do a promo for voting on tuesday so something along the sean Hendricks from legion here uh, we are many, and we vote. <laughs> that sounds like he's advocating voter fraud. Oh shit! <laughs> okay, don't do that. <laughs> not, not the many thing. I could, yeah. I, I could probably do one on voting. I've never. Okay. That's a that's a challenge. Yeah, there you go. That's the way you should look at it. <clears throat> and it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be almost perfect. <laughs> it has to be ninety nine percent. Yeah. All right. Let me get through my voice changing. <clears throat> Ooh. It, it 
it's just Batman-y. Like, and if we're going to be honest here, it's just uh-huh. how Christian Bale does Batman's voice. Don't, don't give all your secrets away, okay? <laughs> we have promo classes. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. We have promo classes and stuff, and I didn't realize that it was like a Batman voice mm-hmm. until like, I cut a promo on whatever topic we were given, and one of the other students was like, nice Batman voice. And I was like, that's not what that was supposed to be. And I'd already been doing it for like two years. Yeah. So I, was like, I can't like I can't back out now. of it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh man, because like my regular voice isn't very. It's not demon like. It's it's a little high pitched and I'm not intimidated at all. You shouldn't be. Yeah. I'm I'm five foot eight and like 150 pounds. I don't intimidate anybody. I have that makes it all the more amazing that you're doing <laughs> the things you're doing though in the in the in the ring. So I have to make a Batman voice because I, I in my head that was like that's intimidating. Batman's yeah. intimidating. Do you need a cigarette or something? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, nice and gravelly. <clears throat> <laughs> getting ready if there is one thing that I know in my heart of hearts is that what it feels like to be held down what it feels like to not have your voice heard believe me I've, I have many many things to say but not one platform to speak on Believe me when I say change needs to come and that this revolution will not be televised. You have to make your very own voice heard. So you need to take it upon yourself as a citizen of the United States of America to have your voice heard. Cast your vote on November 8th. For who you truly believe in. I, I, I'm, you were staring at me the whole time. <laughs> I'm very intimidated now. Like, just the switch flips. Yeah, like, you know, I, I don't know if that happens to you guys. Does your dick ever just go inside? <laughs> like, that's that's where I'm at right now. I think that's a fat guy problem. So I've, I've <laughs> Is had it? that. Okay, yeah, I'm scared. I'm very scared. It's like it, my dick wants to protect itself, so it pulls everything inside. Like, balls, come on, follow me. We're going inside. It's just, yeah. No, I, I would run away screaming. And I, what, like, I'm like 6'3", like 300 pounds. I look like a wrestler, kind of. But no, I would not, I would not get in the ring with this guy. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, thank you, Keith. Um, we're going to have to have you on again. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, man, I'd love it. Yeah, um... So I, I don't know if, if you have anything you need to plug, any upcoming shows or Twitter handle or Facebook or anything like that, but now's the time. All right. Well, if you enjoyed me or anything like me, then I definitely encourage you, if you're in the Texas City, Houston area, to come by uh, Reality of Wrestling's World's Gym Arena for our November 12th show. It'll be a television taping, so hey, maybe you'll be on TV too. So, but yeah. November 12th. And you guys are shown on at midnight on the CW, which locally is channel 39. Yes. We're on the CW at midnight on Saturday uh, in the Houston area. All right. So you heard the man show up, um, come out. Is, is the kind of wrestling where sometimes we get to hit people with chairs? <laughs> that's not that kind. Okay. Well, that's okay. It's, it still sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of want to go now. Like, I watched your match earlier, and I went, holy shit, am I about to get really big into wrestling? <laughs> like, I wasn't anticipating this. I don't the have money for another hobby. really hot right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's 
it's been growing by leaps and bounds, and the TV deal is just going to make it get even hotter. Well, maybe we can maybe we can go and wear like nerds on the left shirts <laughs> and like hold up a sign as like our website and stuff. Uh, speaking of that, um, if you want to hear more nerds on the left, you can subscribe on iTunes uh, or your favorite podcatcher. Uh, you can visit us at Facebook at Nerds on the Left uh, or join the conversation on Twitter at Nerds on the Left. I don't know if you guys were surprised with that last one. No, just more of just nerds on the left. That's all. That's all we did. <laughs> You're in a zombie apocalypse. You have one weapon. And it's not a gun. What is it? Like a scythe. A car. Grenades. Like a flare gun, maybe. Piranhas. <laughs> bat. A bat? Baseball bat. Hands down. Machete. It's obviously a lobo. <sighs> uh, loppers? Slingshot. <gasps> yeah. Like a ground-mounted slingshot that shoots bricks. Catch the seven deadly questions on The Basement on a Hill. Hear all new episodes every Tuesday. The Basement on a Hill. Horror and comedy for people who hate horror comedies. But, I mean, any, any last thoughts? I mean, it was great having, having Keith on. Yeah, it was really fun. Hopefully yeah. you'll come back. Yeah, hopefully yeah. you guys will invite me back, and I'll, I'll jump on the opportunity. Well, there's always an open invitation. Um, at least that's what I'm going to say on air, and then after I'll be like, eh, no. Maybe, maybe in a couple months. We'll call you, don't call us. Yeah. <laughs> Our people will call your people. Um, no, but I definitely want to have your wife on if she's a big Stein supporter. That, oh, that'll definitely. be fun as well. Yeah, she um, So, yeah, I think that's it for this week's Nerds on the Left. Um, we will see you next week. Um Congratulations to President Clinton on winning the day that this comes out. Um, at least that's <laughs> if she doesn't win, there probably won't be a next episode, right? Because the world will be over. <laughs> well, people like us are going to be rounded up into camps. Oh, okay. Well, because we've said so many horrible things. So next week we'll be we'll be a uh, recording in the in the famous uh, live from Dachau. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guantanamo or. Uh, the FEMA camps that he's going to open up. I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, great show, guys. Awesome. Um, well, that being said, um, my name is Rodney. I'm Mike. And we're sitting here with Keith. Sean Hendricks. Sean Hendricks, sir. Legion. Uh, we will uh, see you guys next episode. Keep it nerdy. Keep it nerdy. Yeah, yeah. Having a having a female director of a big Marvel picture like this with a huge budget, DC. What I say? I said Marvel. Damn it. (laughs) Sorry, that's probably my fault. (laughs) No, no, no. no. I I I tend to do that. Um, That's what editing's for. Yeah, exactly. That's what editing's for. So I'm just gonna say it again. Like nothing ever happened. I didn't fuck it up. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network, brought to you by bmoviesandebooks.com.